Cryptic Code. We're your hosts, Harmon and Jim, and we like to talk about presents, candy canes, and generally anything jolly. Oh, <laughs> what was that? Just hoes. Oh, Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to our special holiday episode, a way to kind of celebrate the holidays with your favorite people at the Cryptic Code, and it seems like we picked a really good day for it. Yeah. Because it has been nothing but rain and mud the last few weeks. And we get, like, the first big snow of the year. Yeah, it's it's beautiful outside. It's coming down. We're by a fireplace, sipping on hot chocolate and coffee. Yeah, really good hot chocolate, by the way. Um, it's very picturesque. It is. It's very beautiful. So, let's begin. Ah, winter. The dead season. Like a wave, life spreads in the spring, then recedes in the fall. Nights grow longer, trees lose their leaves, and the air becomes crisp and chill. It is no wonder that in a time of ice and shadow, that people have, for time immemorial, spent their winters huddled in their homes. And, to perhaps alleviate the seasonal gloominess, winter is chock full of festive holidays. You have New Year's, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Yule, and, of course, Christmas. 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 Instead of just enduring the cold, we decide to spend those winter nights surrounded by friends and family, eating way too much food, and exchanging gifts. <clears throat> Alcohol. And bodily fluids. With friends and family? Friends, not family. That's gross. <laughs> I was about to say, Father. I know we're from West Virginia, but... Ew. We'll see if that makes in the episode. <laughs> Yet, these holidays are old. Far more ancient than one might first think. Their roots go deep. Back to places with names long since lost. And the glitz and glamour of those festive colored lights is easy to forget that these traditions have a dark side. And even these happiest holidays are not safe from monsters. Now, of all the Christmas-themed fiends, the most famous is definitely Krampus, the German demon of vengeance. Always leave it to the Germans. Very cheerful stories. Yeah, they're very upbeat people. Yeah, like their fairy tales, the guys who wrote them down literally started the word for dark. Yeah. By now, his legend's fairly well-rooted. Not so much as a Santa Claus or even a Rudolph, but ask people about Krampus, they're just as likely to be familiar with him as not. The gist is, he is in a way, Santa's evil side. The stick to Santa's carrot. The two are expressly linked. You see, in Europe, the Feast of St. Nicholas is celebrated on the 6th of December. St. Nicholas would arrive to the... St. Nicholas would arrive to deliver gifts to those who have behaved and were good children throughout the year, assuming, of course, they survived the night before. For the 5th of December is known as Krampusnacht, or Krampus Night. Is that where he roasts the little kids on an open spit and eats them? Uh, I think he just, like, plops them in, their ma- in his mouth like an M&M. Oh, shit. Because you can't have just one. Yeah. 
In a twisted mirror of Santa's generosity towards the kind, Krampus brought not gifts, but punishment to misbehaving children. Bastards. The extent of the cruelty depends on the version. In some, he carries a bundle of sticks to beat children with. Others, his long tongue entangles them like a constrictor, pulling them into his toothy maw to devour whole. In other stories, he throws a child in a bag and then carries them directly into fucking hell. Well, there are some children who probably deserve that. So, they bastards. It's a little extreme for like childhood crimes. I mean, I guess if they're like throwing boxes of baby kittens into rivers, maybe. Yeah, I bet you the kids listened up though, didn't they? <laughs> the ones that are in hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the name Krampus seems to have two possible origins. One is that it comes from the Bavarian word Kramper, meaning dead and rotten, or the German word Krampen, meaning claw. However, the legend itself seems to originate from the Alpine region of Austria. Another tradition around Krampus is the Krampuslauf, meaning the Krampus run and not Krampus bread, as I thought when I first read it. <laughs> In this tradition, dozens of people, traditionally men, would don Krampus costumes and run through the streets, scaring children and generally being nuisances. Some troops would also allow women to dress as Krampus, but traditionally, female participants would either dress as Frau Prechta, who we'll get to later, or as beautiful fairies to represent good spirits. Krampus's popularity did wane with the ages, but came back into prominence in the late 19th century. And this was due to the newly born postcard industry. Well, I thought it was because the kids were a bunch of spoiled little bastards now. It was actually kind of an in-joke amongst adults. I'll get to it. But uh, yeah, people forget that a lot of holidays are crafted by the postcard industry. Yeah. Like, isn't that basically why Valentine's Day That's the a thing? only reason Valentine's Day exists, because of Hallmark. Yeah. It was the feast of St. Valentine before then though, right? I think so. Similar to how Krampus is the dark shadow of Santa, his postcards were a subversive alternative to the more wholesome, good-natured mainstream cards. Known as Graus von Krampen cards, or greetings from Krampus cards, they tended to have a dark sense of humor, often depicting Krampus throwing children into a sack or beating them sticks. However, some were, uh, weirdly flirty? Some depicted Krampus as a tall woman punishing naughty men in a way that is, um, very Freudian. Nice. Yeah. She's a damn dominatrix. Genuinely. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Let me see if I can pull I, it up. I, when you first said it, though, I was thinking she was, that Krampus was going to be some kind of child molester. I was like, great, we're going to see him on the undercover thing with that guy. Chris Hansen? Yeah. <laughs> That's Christmas edition. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Krampus, I see you're here to get a kid. Uh, it was, it wasn't me. I swear. He like comes down the chimney. Chris Hansen's already there, and he's like, "How about you take a seat?" <laughs> he's already got the cocoa weight on him. <laughs> Police are outside. <laughs> you know, Krampus is gonna try and run for it. Oh, you, you know, know he is. He, he, he sounds already sounds like a meth head. He's gonna go. 
I'm going to name this section because I couldn't find a good name to catch a Krampus. <laughs> okay, that's a very large woman. She looks like he's, she could stick a whole man in her um, hoot nanny. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm just saying, she's a Why would you say that? Well, you said she was flirty. <laughs> that's not flirty. That's hideous. Yeah, that's a shitty way to die. <laughs> well, I guess it would be the front side of that. Never mind. What the... What? I... I'm still recovering. <laughs> it's a fishy death. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Now. This is disgusting. I want to cut it, but it's also very funny. <laughs> she was big. You know that part's not German. I don't know. Why I've heard about Germany, they, things get weird there. Oh, that's true. Crown pussy. What? Freaks on a leash. Sponsor us corn. That's them, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I only listen to bands that are good. Damn, well, they went that sponsorship. <laughs> Give me enough money, I'll change my opinion. Fuck you, buy McCallum. <laughs> does does corn have a rival? Like a rival band, kind of like how uh... Black Eyed Peas. Really? I don't know. I just picked another vegetable. Nickelback. I just picked another vegetable. Oh, shit. The cranberries. Um, yeah, the cranberries. <laughs> now, it is worth remembering that by this point, Krampus was a strictly European concept and, res and rarely was depicted in other continents. That was until 2004 when he came to, the, came to prominence in America due to an artist named Monty... Bocamp, publishing a book full of the old Carl von Krampus cards. Yeah, uh, let me pull Did up. Did they make a movie about him? They made a lot. I have an entire list. Oh. And I've checked it twice, I assure you. <laughs> and guess what? This dude, he ain't nice in any iteration. Sweet. But yeah, I'm pulling up some of the von Krampus cards so you can get an idea of what they're like. Here's a classic. Oh, shit. I'll post this on the Twitter if I can, but it's Krampus just picking a kid up. Did you say on the Twitter? Yeah. I'm not calling it X. You mean post it on Twitter. That's like saying it, putting it on the Twitter. Facebook. Yeah. It's my joke, old man. I'm not that old. Yeah, I am. I'm an old man, and I hate everybody. Boogity boogity. Oh, this one's morbid. Why does it always look like a goat man? Uh, that's just his traditional look. Hmm. There's a few theories. He almost looks like a, one of the um, Piper. Pied Piper? No, the um, Seder. I guess the half goat man that played the pipe. Yeah, Seders. And Pan. Pan. That's what I was thinking. Well, there's a few theories as to why he looks like that. Some are that Krampus was inspired by an old pagan Germanic god who kind of resembled the Seders and Pan. Uh. Another was that Krampus is like a kidified, yeah, this is the kid-friendly version uh, of Satan. Because oh. Germany used to have uh, medieval passion plays where the hero was always depicted as Jesus and they would always have a Satan figure. And Krampus was supposed to be a spinoff of that. No one really knows for sure because uh, a lot of those ancient 
religions never wrote their shit down and yeah. it, when someone wrote it down it was people of a vested interest in changing it since 2004 krampus has become quite the popular figure in american media uh, i think that's due just kind of to the subversive nature of the last few generations mm-hmm. you want to be a little edgy you didn't like the wholesome image of coca-cola santa so you're gravitated towards this it's what happens when emos and old kids become the majority. <laughs> I was thinking emos. <laughs> they think no, they're edgy. No hate. No hate to any emos or old people out there. Old em- emos. Emo girls message me. Um, <laughs> since then, Krampus has become quite a popular figure. I actually made a list of all the movies featuring Krampus. Rare Exports in 2010, although it's technically a Krampus-inspired Santa. Uh, The plot is that a bunch of Norwegians find a giant frozen Christmas demon that's supposed to be Santa Claus and his insane evil elves that kidnap and devour children. And so what they do is they dress the elves up as Santa and start selling them. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Night of Krampus in 2013. Uh, Krampus, the Christmas Devil, also in 2013, followed by a sequel, Krampus, the Devil Returns, 2016. Krampus, 2015, uh, the most mainstream of these movies. Uh, it was about a family reunion at Christmas time, and Krampus shows up and starts murdering them. I'm guessing they're all a bunch of dicks. Yes, and Krampus shows up because one kid asks Santa to make his family disappear. Oh, awesome. And I guess Santa's like, this is your avenue, dude. Hey, bro. Krampus, The Reckoning, 2015. A Krampus Christmas, 2015. A Christmas Horror Story in 2015, which was an anthology film, which is like multiple stories put together. And two of those stories had a Krampus in them. So that is four films in one year starring the horny bastard. Krampus Unleashed, 2016, and finally, Mother Krampus, most remarkable for the fact it does not feature Krampus. Yeah, how about Krampus the Crackhead? I think that's a Dave Chappelle sketch. Oh, okay. And with such a lineup of truly, truly um, awful films, uh, it is easy to see that Krampus has become a juggernaut of creepy Christmas folklore and a beloved break from the near-constant pressure to be joyous and loving throughout the holidays. As much as we aspire to be giving and loving and holly jolly, we all have that little asshole in us. Especially when you're dealing with crowds on Black Friday or uh, punching a mom to get the last Tickle Me Elmo in the uh, 90s. So I think Krampus is popular because we all kind of relate to that bah humbug miseriness. Well, but, we just got done watching Violent Night. I can see where Santa Claus could just tear some people's shit up if they're bad. He didn't even need Krampus in that movie. I think he became Krampus just for the bad people. I mean, when Santa's swinging a hammer called Skull Crusher, I'm just saying. That doesn't sound ho ho jolly. Ah, man, I really want a prequel to that. I want to know how he went from Viking to Batman. During the holidays... It's easy to feel overwhelmed with the need to be as perfect as the commercials and the postcards make this time seem. Krampus is the reminder that even on the holiest of days, we're still people. And there's still room for our imperfections and our dark side. 
I have a confession to make. You're Krampus? <laughs> That'd be a twist, wouldn't it? I hate Krampus. Let me explain. I have nothing against the concept. I love spooky stuff, even during the Christmas season. What I'm about to say make me sound like a hipster, but Krampus, in my opinion, is a tad overblown. And he kind of overshadows all the other, and in my opinion, cooler, creepy Christmas creatures. So assuming you didn't walk out on that, let me introduce you to some of the other monsters that go bump and sign at night. Nice. Did you like that? <laughs> Go bump in the silent I-5, yeah. My personal favorite is one straight out of Icelandic myth. The Yule Lads. Are you familiar? Uh, a little, but very young. They are 13 brother gnomes who visit families on the 13 days leading up to Christmas. Each night, children were to leave their shoes on their windows as one of the 13 lads would arrive. If you're good, they would leave candy in your shoes. It's just kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. Like People were built different back then. I, I hope they at least wrapped the candy before they stuck it in there. <laughs> Probably not, knowing these guys. But if you're bad, you'll wake up in the morning to find your shoes full of rotten potatoes. Oh, I was thinking they took a shit. You know? <laughs> That's kind of their vibe. <laughs> They're more like the 13 fat uh, frat bros. Yeah. But you'll see. Just leave a like flaming bag of dog shit in your shoe, and you can't stop it out. <laughs> because, well, you could, but you're gonna burn your feet. You're gonna have to use the other shoe, and ruins both. There you go. That's shitheads. And this is why they're the Yule lads are my favorite. They're the middle ground between the absolute altruism of Santa Claus, but not as coldly cruel as Krampus. The Yule lads are above all else harmless tricksters. I mentioned that one lad would visit each of the 13 nights leading up to Christmas, but I did not mention that each one had their own prank that they would pull on the household. Allow me to list them. Sheepcoat Claude, who, quote, harasses sheep, but struggles due to his peg legs. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you doing in there? I think he's catching syphilis. Bad. Bad. Oh, oh my God. I can't even think of a couple your of sheep, your, your sheep gets impregnated by a gnome. That's just... You have to kill that child when it was born. I think that's how you get the Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> Golly Glock, Golly Gok, who steals foam from milk buckets. Stubby. Steals food from frying pans and is especially short, even for a gnome. Damn. Spoon licker. Oh, no. He licks spoons. Is extremely thin due to malnutrition. They need to be licking the forks and they can't more on them. Pot liquor. Like spoon liquor, but pots. So you licked your, you licked your wheat plants? Yeah. Bull liquor. Can you guess what he does, Father? Licks potatoes? He licks your bombs. <laughs> Door slammer. Which I think is my favorite. I just love the idea of like if you're a dick around the holidays, a short man is gonna break into your house and just slam the door when you're trying to sleep. Yeah. It's a special kind of passive aggressive. He releases a fart and slams the door. <laughs> it's like you're trapped in it. Fanning it towards you. <laughs> skier gobbler. Gobbles your skier. What the hell's skier? It's a type of yogurt. He can have it. 
I hope it's not the kind cheap code Claude guy. Oh. Sausage swiper. I think I saw... I have in my skirt. I forgot this was a joke. I think I saw someone on Grinder call that. <laughs> his, his brother's knob gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, the 14-year-old lad dick sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Window peeper looks in for your windows looking for stuff to steal. Uh huh. Window whacker. Door sniffer. He sniffs your door. That to, one's weak. To find baked goods to eat. So he'll like steal your pie and shit. Oh, okay. Meat hook. Steals your meat with a hook. <laughs> He's an upgraded version of sausage. I was it too. We have such sights to show you. And candle swiper. Context clues. You get you get his fucking deal. Now apparently Yule lads used to be a lot darker, with rumors that uh, some of their punishments would be a lot more extreme, such as uh, eating you. Not like sausage swiper. I, was I mean say, cannibalism. These guys just sound more like kleptomaniacs more than they do like douche nozzles. They're not demons of vengeance, they're just dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> they make your life inconvenient. But it's hard to find information on the older stories because, get this, they were legally banned by royal decree in 1746. By whom? The king of, what was this, Iceland. Iceland. The edict proclaimed, quote, The foolish custom which has been practiced here and there about the country of scaring children of Yuletide lads or ghosts shall be abolished. End quote. Oh, Uber party. I'm just thinking, what? You're a king. You have nothing else to do. <laughs> it's Iceland. There's only 12 people there. To bully some imaginary short dudes? Can I throw out an absolutely insane theory, though? It was good. So, in 1746, Iceland was ruled by Denmark, and the king of Denmark was one Christian VI. Christian, in turn, had a son, Frederick V, of Denmark slash Norway. Frederick, it so happens, had quite the reputation. Not only was he rumored to have joined the Freemasons in 1744, despite his father's vehement hatred of them, he was also known to be quite the hedonist. He was an alcoholic, he was a womanizer, and had five children with his mistress, Madame Isel Hansen despite being married to someone else. At one point, his escapades were so heinous that his father thought of having him legally declared unfit to be heir to the throne. So, sounds pretty misbehaved, right? Yeah, pretty naughty. And what, and what happens to naughty people in Iceland? They get fucked with by the Yule Lads. What if the Yule Lads were real? And they are just messing with this dude, slamming the fucking door on his... Like, all over his whole... Or, it, it's people being dicks to him and blaming him on the Yule Lads because he's such an asshole. I like my theory more of 13 gnomes running around his palace being like, Mein Gott, they stole my sausage! <laughs> Gods! I can't see shit, they took my candles. <laughs> it's the perfect crime. What if King Christian banned the stories because he was constantly being bothered by the Yule Lads? Imagine you're some rich, powerful king, and you can't sleep because some short bastard is slamming your fucking door all night. 
trying to swipe your sauces. <laughs> I could just imagine I'm about to enjoy a royal meal, and some gnome flies in and snatches his sausage with a meat hook, and he's just like, can someone please get rid of them? <laughs> As he flies by giving you the finger. <laughs> we represent... The Yule Lads, however, are not alone. They actually live with their mother, Grilla, a mighty ogre known to wander the countryside, stealing naughty children to eat. It's a lot of child eating. That's going to be a big yeah. theme here. She is said to have 15 tails, each carrying a bag full of kids. So she's already more productive than Krampus. Yeah. Originally, though, she didn't steal the children, but would politely ask parents if she could eat them. So at least she's polite. She doesn't violate the NAP. Grilla is said to have had three husbands. The first died of old age. She murdered the second because he was boring. And the third, a troll named, oh, Jesus, Lepelioi, is still alive. He's just lazy and doesn't do much. He sounds like an episode of, like, Married with Children. Yeah, he's Al Bundy. <laughs> On top of the 13 Yule Lads, Grilla is known to have a total of 80 children between those three marriages. So they getting busy. Yeah. Now, Grilla was not traditionally tied to Christmas until the 1600s, but she does have earlier depictions in the Icelandic sagas, predominantly the Isidiga saga and the Severus saga. Those are old Viking stories. So she's like from way back. Yeah. She's like Odin days. Yeah. Not Olden days. Olden Odin days. Yes. That sounds like the shittiest adventure name. Her most recent adaptation, though, is the 2022 video game God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Uh, where you fight her. She's a boss fight. Huh. Yeah. Yet, that's not all there is to the family. They have a pet. The Yule Cats. It's a massive feline, said to be larger than a house. According to legend, the cat stalks Icelandic villages, searching for children who did not receive new clothes that holiday season. You see, in Icelandic tradition, children who finished their seasonal chores were gifted new clothes. If you're lazy and didn't finish said chores, you got no new clothes, and thus was prey for the Yule Cat. Beyond a figure to encourage children to do their chores, it was believed that the Yule Cat was a symbol amongst village women, spinsters typically, encouraging them to work harder in order to provide for their children and make sure that they're safe from the big cat. And that way it became similar to the spinning room woman, Frau Prekta, and we'll get to her going. And finally, we arrived at the Christmas witch herself, Frau Prekta. She's a Germanic legend, also known as Brechta or Brecha in, high, in Old High German. She was also known as Frau Fasti, Lady of Ember Days in Switzerland, uh, Baden, Swabia, and Slovenia. Frau Prechta, however, has two meanings, the bright one or hidden. This also reflects how she is typically depicted in two forms. She can be seen as a bright, all-white figure with ethereal beauty, or as a hag-like crone with an iron beak and a giant webbed foot, while the other foot is normal. That is freaking weird. Yeah, I know, right? Germans have a lot of witches in their tails. Yeah. I think that's mostly due to, like, one, 
you have the old tradition of like the pagan shamans and all that and um during the 30 years war a huge chunk of the fighting was in germany and accusing people of witchcraft was an easy way to get rid of political enemies yeah i have a history degree in european folklore she is said to come between christmas eve and 12th night so january 6th she is known to give silver coins to those who behave well but if you're naughty uh i want you to guess what she does eat you no oh i'm surprised she would cut you open remove your internal organs stuff you with pebbles and straw and make you into a human scarecrow i'd rather be eaten that's a bit i don't think that's a fair trade-off for the possibility of getting presents yeah it turns you into a zombie scarecrow yeah like being hollowed out and stuffed or you get some candy. I feel like these aren't equal. They're not close. Other stories say that she would inspect your spinning room, hence her name, the spinning room woman, uh, which is where typically the women uh, back then would make clothes. Spin clothes. Yeah. And if she didn't like what she saw, she'd either make a mess of the room or set it on fire. <laughs> Again, not an equal trade. No. It's not close. I don't think she brings you anything nice. It seems like she just wrecks your shit. Yeah, you're a dick. Now, many believe that Frau Prichta is an amalgamation of various myths from the migration period following the fall of Rome. You know how when Rome fell, there was a huge power vacuum. Yeah. A bunch of Romans went out. A bunch of barbarians, quote-unquote, came in. That's why she has a number of inspirations. One is believed to be Brunhilda. Uh, mother of the famous Frankish king Charlemagne. Uh, this is because Brunhilda, weird as it may sound, was known for, and actually quite famous for, having really long and wide feet, as well as being quite tall. Significantly taller than her husband, the aptly named Pippin the Short. We stand our short kings. Some believe that this is what inspired Frau Prakta's web foot. Uh, apparently, the reason this was uh, so famous of a trait of hers was because, like her said, like I said, her husband was called the Short, but Charlemagne was like a big motherfucker. Yeah. So people are like, that makes sense. As for her affinity for spinning rooms, it's theorized that she is inspired by the Norse goddess Frigga, and her infamous on domestic emphasis on domestic domestic labor. <laughs> Jesus. Damascus steel. This is heightened by the fact that Frau Precta, in some stories, is depicted as leading the wild hunt. Are you familiar with the wild hunts? Do you know what they are? Oh, not sure. They're spectral riders that would fly through the sky at night. Uh, and traditionally, it was led by all kinds of people. Uh, the most popular one is Odin. And... Um, that if you got in their way, they would kill you. And you're supposed to be inspired by the howls of wind at night. Oh, okay. In later versions, this would be changed to her leading an army of creatures known as the Prichten. There would be the Sean Prichten, which is German for beautiful Prichten. Prichten? Prichten? I'm sorry, listeners. I pretend, but I'm not German. And the Shy Prichten, the ugly Prichten. In Austria, towns would have festivals where women would dress as the beautiful Prichten and men as the ugly Prichten. Ugly Prichten? Pretty Prichten. Yeah. 
The ugly perkton were depicted as hairy, horned creatures with the faces of animals, and would run through the streets to terrify evil spirits away from people's homes. Doesn't that sound familiar? Yeah. Doesn't this sound just like the Krampus run? So isn't it possible, I have my own little theory here, that Frau Prichta is actually the origin of the Krampus myth? I would say so. Yeah. That Except it, for they made a male. Yeah. Well, the Prichtons, the ugly Prichtons are depicted as male. Uh, the Her little minions yeah. uh, run through. So I think it's fitting. Remember that movie that I said was named Mother Krampus, but didn't have Krampus in it? Yeah. That film was about Frau Prechta. So Mother Krampus is actually kind of uh, meta. That actually wraps up everything I have. I know this is a very disjointed episode, but uh, I just wanted to get some fun stories out before the holidays. Christmas stories are always cool. Yeah. Um, of what I mentioned, do you have a favorite? Probably the old lads. They're my favorite. Just because they really don't kill people and drag them to hell or eat them. They just dick with you. Make your life miserable. And your shoes. <laughs> and I respect that. Yeah. It's more creative. Yeah. And I feel like it's more fun. It's, it's more fun to harass people than it is to <laughs> kill them. Because you can harass them again. Once it's, you kill them, it's kind of over. It's more fun to harass people than kill them. Jim Laniker, 2023. <laughs> Put that on t-shirt. <sighs> but, did you have a lot of uh, spooky stories about Christmas growing up or throughout your life? No, my parents always, because we always, we, we had a little rough childhood, so they always tried to make it as nice as possible. You know? The only thing that we would worry about is make sure we had enough damn food. You know, bad Germans or whatnot. Uh, I think for most people, the idea of creepy Christmas kind of begins and ends with a Christmas carol. Yeah, yeah. I always liked the Christmas carol. Mom, especially with Muppets. I've heard that. Yeah. I like the one with Jean-Luc Picard. You can just pretend that whole movie is just him messing around on the holodeck. Yeah. We're nerds, in case you haven't learned by now. <laughs> but I think that's going to wrap us up. I don't really feel like arguing debatability, uh, believability, yes. because... Like, I don't think any of them are real, but there are fun stories. Except your lads. And it's another way to make your kids listen. Yeah. And maybe next time they say it's bullcrap, just, you know, have a little fun with them and take a dump in their shoe in the middle of the night. (laughs) So you're like, look, that's what happens. You heard of the elf on the shelf. Get ready for the poo in the shoe. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. And all around, happy holidays from us here at the Cryptic Code.